0: Hi folks, this is Richard Doyle here and I'm your host and coach for the Be Lean for Life podcast series. This is the first episode in the series and today I'm going to chat about how I came to be the author of the Be Lean for Life protocol. So first of all, I'll give you a little bit of background on myself. I was born in southern England back in 1950. I came from a rural background. I lived on a farm and my first recollections of uh, any form of diet, I guess, was when I would go to the store with my mother, coupons in hand, to get what rationed goods were actually available at that time. I remember getting sugar and butter and cheese and bread and milk and those sorts of things, not necessarily the things I would eat today, but at that time they were considered the staples and that's basically what we uh, were rationed to actually eat at least during the post-war period in the um, 50s back in the uk it wasn't that uh, that was all we had to eat obviously at least not for us because we lived on a farm and we had a plentiful supply of um, good pastured protein and organic vegetables So while we went to the store for those extra things we still were able to survive quite happily on all the uh, food products that we produced on the farm. Growing up I would have considered myself to be uh, pretty small, short, skinny. Um, I had a lot of exercise for sure, uh, lots of adventures on the farm. And then when I started to take interest in sports at school, I got into cricket and soccer and tennis. And so basically I had a very active lifestyle. When I got to be about 13, I discovered cycling. Cycling as a competitive sport, as it would happen. There were four different types of uh, disciplines, if you will, in cycling. They were time trial, road race, cyclocross and track and i participated all in all of them and for about five years i pretty much dedicated myself to becoming a cyclist and i traveled around the country and competed i was training uh, five or six days a week uh, competing primarily at the weekends and was obviously getting through an awful lot of carbs because in order to fuel all the energy i required to do this i had to eat quite a lot and i seem to recall eating lots of carbs and generally having a lot to eat at 18 years of age i joined the workforce and at that time i put my uh, sporting activities on hold uh, concentrating on my career but a couple of years into that i discovered a new sport this was the sport of squash and i started to play squash Very frequently I started to get competitive and was training six days a week at least and competing again around the country at a pretty high level. In order to maintain this sporting lifestyle, I obviously again had to eat quite large quantities of food. Again, carbs were probably top of the list. Probably the super carb beer was uh, very close to the top of the list at that stage in my life. Things all changed again when I was 31 which was when I got married and then I retired from squash and really from that time onward for quite some considerable period of time actually my only activities uh, in the sporting arena would have been the occasional social round of golf. So in summary for the first 30 years or so of my life um, I ate reasonably well, uh, I was fit and uh, certainly was involved in a lot of uh, physical activity. I wasn't introduced to fast food during that period because realistically it wasn't uh, readily available in the UK at that time. As soon as I did uh, understand what fast food was, which wasn't really until I came to the United States, uh, I had an immediate aversion to it and uh, have continued in that mode ever since so the next five years of my life were uh, pretty stressful um, as I tried to climb the corporate ladder I was not paying really any attention to what I was eating or drinking probably doing it all to excess and so that five-year period I had very little activity and didn't really pay any attention to my lifestyle or at least the effect that my lifestyle might have on my well-being The next big change in my life came when I was 36. My life changed in quite a significant way as it happens as my wife and I emigrated to America. Uh, I came to America for a new job. It was a high-profile executive job. It involved me traveling quite a lot. In fact, over the next 14 years while I was in that position, I had a portfolio of 35 different countries and traveled to them quite frequently over that period of time course I had the privilege of traveling first class and eating first class and took advantage of that and all the other associated perks, really not paying any attention to uh, the lifestyle that I was leading and perhaps the effect that that was having on me longer term. In fact, realistically, the only exercise I was really getting during this period was getting on and off airplanes and uh, eating and drinking and the occasional round of golf. So really wasn't uh, the best or optimal way of uh, lifestyle at that time. When I came to America, that's really when I started uh, weighing myself on a regular basis. As I recall, when I arrived here, I was probably weighing in the low 140s and over the next uh, 30 years or so, um, I was able to get up to as high as about 185. Um, A lot of the time I was yo-yoing up and down as I attempted to participate in various uh, diets or fads that were going on at the time. While I was able to lose weight from time to time, I was never able to keep it off and I kept putting it back on again and perhaps even more. I guess I was going through that stage of my life where I was what we refer to as yo yo dieting. For that period of 30 years or so, I got into all sorts of diets. I remember the Scarsdale diet, the Zone diet, the Atkins diet. Uh, I did a juicing diet, did all sorts of diets, and um, you know, basically, they were effective for some period of time but I always basically went back to the uh, the way I was and uh, it was basically all for naught. I guess there was nothing uh, particularly unusual about that period in my life. Um, I think that is uh, perhaps sadly kind of normal well for the last two years of that period i kept telling myself i really need to get into shape i need to turn things around my health is going to deteriorate unless i do but it seemed like i could never get my head in the right place to actually make that uh, start the big event for me which actually got me to or at least got my head into the right place or what we would call the why Uh, the reason why I would want to make all these changes occurred one day and I was at the golf club and I was putting on my golf shoes and I bent down to do up my shoelaces and I got out of breath I thought well that's strange but this continued uh, for some time every time I went through that activity I got the same effect and I thought to myself well This can't be good, and when I thought more about it, I realized that the fat around my belly was compressing my organs when I got into that particular position, and as a result, I couldn't breathe properly. And so that really was the point at which I said, I've got to change, and so that was the why, and that was the point at which I changed and started looking at doing things in a totally different way. The first thing that got my attention when I started this new lifestyle was something called the Whole30. This was a, a diet, I guess you would call it, but it was more of a lifestyle change and as I looked into this I learnt that uh, you know this was a, a pretty um, intense program and that it probably wasn't worth starting unless I could see my way clear to being able to stay on the program so to speak. So this was around early November time and I thought well we've got Thanksgiving coming up, we've got Christmas coming up, Uh, my birthday is on the 1st of January so we're probably going to celebrate that as well so it's probably a good idea not to really get into this program until after the 1st of the year. So what I actually did was rather than get into the program at that point, I started making a transition. I started looking at what I was eating and cutting out some of the uh, carbs and things and uh, was trying to drink a little less and generally sort of improve my uh, diet but without concentrating specifically on getting into the Whole30 itself. So January the 2nd arrived and so now it's time to get on board and do this thing seriously. So I started cutting out all my carbs, or at least not all of them, but getting rid of the breads and the pastas and a lot of the fruit and sugary type things. I started drinking a lot less, in fact I pretty much gave up drinking any alcohol for some period of time. And I worked at this for 60 days. I know it's only a whole 30, but uh, tending to be a bit of an overachiever, I thought, well, if it's good for 30 days, it's got to be even better for 60 days. So I stuck at it for 60 days. So amazingly, that uh, couple of months where I was not really seriously doing anything, but um, preparing, as it were, to go onto the whole 30, I lost about 17 pounds, which really surprised me. And then when I got into the Whole30 for real, that next 60 days, I lost some more weight, so I ended up actually about 30 pounds less than I was um, you know, a few months earlier. I felt a lot better, I was sleeping better, and generally considered that to have been a great exercise. However, the Whole30 um, basically As part of the program, once you've done the 30 days, you go into a reintroduction phase where you start to reintroduce uh, food products that you had been cutting out, the idea being to isolate those products that actually cause you a problem one at a time so you could figure out long term what you might be having a, a problem with from a dietary perspective and so you could put a protocol in place where you wouldn't be uh, eating those things and having those problems going forward. However, as soon as the whole 30 was over for me, or the whole 60 as I did it, um, I was going off to England for a week to deal with some family issues back there and I thought, well I'm probably going to skip this introduction stage or reintroduction stage, I should say, because um, I wasn't aware that any specific food groups had been giving me problems. I knew that my diet in general wasn't good, but there wasn't any specific thing I was aware of that was causing me um, any particular problems. And so I went over to England, I spent a week doing what I usually do over there, eating all sorts of things I wouldn't normally be eating, certainly on the whole 30. And I'm an Englishman, so I like my beer, so I got plenty of beer in. And so I was wondering what kind of effect this was going to have when I finally got back to the States. So surprisingly, when I got back and I weighed myself, I found that I really hadn't put on any weight at all, which raised the question of how could I have been eating and drinking the way that I was during that period and it not having any negative effect on me. So that started me thinking about where do I go next? Uh, I've got to this point. I probably need to uh, think about where I'm gonna go next and how I'm gonna make this a lifestyle change forever as opposed to just looking at it as a diet. At this point I started looking at uh, more and more things, I was reading a number of books and just trying to get a handle on what kind of lifestyle change I was really going to make and uh, one of the things that cropped up on the radar at that time was uh, keto or nutritional ketosis and when I did some research on that I started to think to myself well that may well be the sort of uh, dietary nutrition that I need going forward. So as I did more and more research, uh, it became apparent to me that this lifestyle change that I was envisioning uh, required more than just nutrition. It clearly needed some kind of uh, exercise program. Uh, I needed to look at my sleep habits. Uh, I need to think about the things that were stressing me in life. And so everything started to kind of gel together and I did much more research and I saw how all these things started to interreact. As I continued down this path, I started to discover other um, areas, uh, other sciences that again all seemed interrelated to what I was trying to do. I stumbled across things like epigenetics, uh, neuroplasticity, the quantum field and then I started looking at meditation and then that started to take me in the direction of understanding a little more about spirituality. So really I had this huge um, number of things that all seemed to be coming together to help me build this new uh, lifestyle or maintain this new lifestyle that I was trying to achieve. At this point I started to think to myself, well, how could I put all this knowledge that I've gained um, together so that I could perhaps share it with others? Initially I thought perhaps I would write a book and then I went off the idea of that and decided that maybe I could set up a business, uh, possibly an online business, where I would be able to share this information with people and help them make the uh, similar transformations that I had made. So to that end, I came up with a business plan to put together a program, which I call Be Lean for Life Coach, and I put a website together and I put considerable amount of content that I had gleaned over the last 18 months onto this website and so going forward, this is my way of giving back to uh, society. It's my way of trying to help others make the transformations I've made and in some way make some small change in the world uh, where people have the opportunity to work with me and become fitter and healthier and live longer and so that's my way of giving back to society it comes in the form of the Be Lean for Life coaching program and you can find that program on the internet at BeLeanForLifeCoach.com so if you feel so inclined go ahead and take a look at my uh, website and maybe you can uh, sign up with me Then it would be my wish that you could uh, enjoy the same transformations that uh, I've experienced both physically, mentally, emotionally, intellectually and spiritually and at the same time help you live longer and have a better quality of life. That basically wraps up this uh, podcast. I hope that you got something out of it. And if you did, I would encourage you to subscribe. I will be putting out podcasts, hopefully on a weekly basis. And I look forward to communicating with you in the future.